We have no better friend on this program or have had over the past almost decade we've been here than Franz Kassing. And we would like to bring Franz back on the program to talk about someone she knew reasonably well who sometimes hosted her program and contributed to it. That would be Rex Babin. Franz, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. This is a sad loss on many levels, but it was wonderful that Rex was able to contribute to KDVS, and I know he was a listener. Well, he was so much more than that, of course. He was a fan. For those who don't know, uh, Rex Babin was, at 49, the editorial cartoonist for the Sacramento Bee. He was an exceptional man. He was kind and passionate, and the Bee uh, editorial page Editors to at Leavenworth called him an amazing blend of edge and humanity. Strangely enough, he was the editorial cartoonist for the Denver Post when I lived outside Denver. Oh. So I had seen him, his work before, and when 10 years ago California declared Cesar Chavez Day uh, an official holiday, as we know, it just happened. Rex Babin uh, had contributed a political cartoon, which I thought depicted the ironic aspect of that holiday. I remember reading about the fact that this was a holiday for all state workers, mm-hmm. and that included the farm labor inspectors. So whereas all of these people got the day off, The farm laborer themselves did not. You know, in one panel, (laughs) he showed rows and rows of farm laborers with the hats shielding them from the sun. And you could see a a speech bubble coming from one that said, Happy Cesar Chavez Day, pass it on. You know, yeah. he he certainly uh, angered people sometimes. He was very he could, he could really oh. summarize something in a way that was very pithy and uh, certainly stirred stirred people's emotions. He was reviled and as well he was applauded because uh, most people know his cartoon, uh, which he drew after the. Uh, landing of uh, the plane Cap- on the Hudson River. Yes, Captain Sullenberger, that, that he had some hands in closing the plane, yeah. So he did that. We discussed some of his more um, controversial, <laughs> let's say. One of my favorites, and of course that will show my political bent right away, <laughs> was Bush and Cheney wrapping themselves in the American flags they had taken from the coffins of the dead troops that were snuck in back into the country. I know that there was a famous story from the 1800s that uh, one of the New York party bosses got angry at some of the political cartoons written about him, and he said, I don't care what they write about me, but those damn cartoons, that's that's what really affects people. And, and you know, if you can summarize something in one drawing, it really, it's, it's, it's truly a case of a picture being worth a thousand words. Well, what's amazing, what I don't see written about a lot, is that not only was he a past president of the Association of the American Editorial Cartoonists, he brought conventions of them. And I went to their website in preparation for our little talk, and um, 
This is what they had to say about him. During his quarter century of involvement with the association, Rex was one of its most devoted and hardworking members. His humor and restless pursuit of stylistic development made him a pleasure to be around and an inspiration to his colleagues. Isn't that something? It is. And when you're lauded by your peers, that really means something. Yes. Well, you know, he was a finalist for the Pulitzer as well. I did not, I did not know that. Uh, in 2003. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, I don't even know for which, which uh, cartoon, but maybe for a body of work. What you may not remember, or maybe you do, um, every fundraiser not only did Rex contribute by pledging. He also, I remember calling my show saying, I will match whatever you come in. And that was like to the tune of $300. Nice. But he also contributed an original cartoon. And I got to select it. Lucky wow. me, because I'm the one who asked. Wow. He would donate that for our fundraiser. But luckily, I, I think for us, he we... You do have some recordings of him. You sent us a clip that he uh, contributed to your program. Yes, and that describes the heart of the being, and which is why he was adored by everyone who knew him. Even I knew him a little bit. I just love the big goof, you know. He's just so great and <laughs> so funny and kind. So this describes it. Uh, It was a Christmas morning, a show that happened to fall on a Christmas morning. So I set up 11 calls back-to-back, and everybody had to talk about what they were grateful for on that holiday. We later published it as a fundraiser compilation called Counting Our Blessings. And this is what Rex had to say on a Christmas morning. His son was four years old at the time, and had answered the phone. So this is what he said, Rex Bannon. First of all, I just want to say that I'm, you know, honored to be included in this impressive group um, of individuals that uh, Franz has gathered. And I was thinking just uh, yesterday and noted to my wife, Kathleen, um, that uh, yesterday was, the 21st Christmas that Kathleen and I have shared together. I want to try to speak from the heart a little bit, and I'm so grateful for that I have had love in my life, and uh, that is a, uh, a very important thing to, uh, to be able to come in touch with, to tap into. Uh, one of the things I learned when I became a father was something that when I was younger, and single, I used to roll my eyes whenever somebody would say that children really change your life. Um, but it's true. And what I learned um, when Sebastian was born, my son, was how we have, you know, a unlimited capacity to love. And I know of no other thing that is infinite like that. So... I'm grateful for the love in this world, and John Lennon used to say, all you need is love. And I think uh, that pretty much sums it up for me. Everything comes down from that, 
anything I feel grateful for, for example, being grateful for living in the Sacramento area, you know, re- reflects the fact that I love living in Sacramento. I love my job. I love working for the Sacramento Bee. I love being an editorial cartoonist. I love my family, my friends and neighbors. Uh, we, it is the truly infinite thing that holds the universe together. All right. Thank you. Bye. Very nice. He adored his wife and his son, and uh, his son is only 10 right now. I don't know how you recover from that. There is a trust set up for his son, and that's what they were asking to donate instead of flowers and things, that, that, that if people wanted to help Kathleen and Sebastian, they could do so by helping out his I'm sure people will want to contribute to that, and I I want to thank you for mentioning it. Um, How many times did he actually sub for you on on more than one occasion, I believe? Yes, he did, and it was very interesting because, you know, what he really loved was punk and rock. (laughs) He always really made a little joke saying, France would never play this. <laughs> uh, he even brought in one of his fellow editorial cartoonists one day, and they just bandied about. He talked about everything, including the seemingly never-ending saga about the arena in Sacramento. Yes. And so he was such an avid sportsman that he also did work about the Maloops and <laughs> said, my dreams came true when Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> became governor. This is a political cartoonist dream come true. He did have a field day with Arnold, didn't he? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. And he had the governor series. And he told me that he relished when he was creating something of controversy because he said it makes people think. That means people are thinking about it. And so he really felt the mantle of responsibility of doing this. And he was never without his sketchbook. But I can tell you a small little funny story about the first time he appeared on the show. And he came in, greeted me, and I turned around, and he was gone. And the show was starting. Uh huh. So I had to pretend when I went on the air <laughs> that he was sitting across from me. Okay. And then he shows up with a coffee and a muffin. He said, hi, I'm ready now. <laughs> he was so easygoing that... Um, it was my fault, of course. I should have said, sit and stay here. <laughs> but uh, it was very interesting. We started having an informal um, give and take and between the cartoons I got. And he even sent us an original for our wedding. And, you know, very, very sweet. He um, said he was never censored and what he wanted to do at the Sacramento Bee, and I was very impressed by that. Well, Franz, I do want to also give an attaboy to the Bee. The McClatchy organization has been one of the few in the country that's been willing to, to, to stick their nose out in a lot of controversies. Well, having Rex Babin as their editorial cartoonist is certainly another example of that. 
Very much so, very much so, and he will be sorely missed. I can't believe he's gone. I'll see what else I can find that he did. Yeah, I'm, I expect there'll probably be a compilation of his cartoons, I would imagine, at some point that'll be issued, I, I would think. I would hope so, yeah. and I think he had a show showing them in Sacramento at one point, but I don't know if it's still available right now. I can yeah. get back to you on that. Yeah, please do. In the weeks to come, come back, and, and, and come back anytime you got anything you want to talk to us about, Franz. You're always welcome. You're so very kind. I shall do so. That was Franz Kossing, the, the former host of It's About You here on KDVS, who will be returning from time to time in the future to uh, grace us with her presence. And what a good presence it is. That's it for the program. Our thanks to Franz Kossing and Dr. Ivan Schwab, who will be back in the weeks to come. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week. <laughs>